Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve, your host. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This podcast is about how to be a better you. Sometimes we interview a variety of people to help you to look at things from a different perspective. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Julie is back in our studio today, and I called her a life coach, I guess, because she brings a lot of life to everything. I didn't think about her being a therapeutic coach. Julie, welcome back. And just explain a little bit what's the difference between life and therapeutic coach, because a lot of people really don't know. Thank you, Steve, for that opportunity. And thank you again for having me on here. I decided some time ago, as I was going through a clinical mental health degree program, that's how I initially started my, my grad degree, that I wanted to do something that was along the fields of more holistic than the typical uh, state or federal mandated programs that is found in uh, with therapy and psychiatry and things along those lines. And a lot of those are governed by different entities. And I also discovered that many of the modalities and tools that I used to heal after I'd had my stroke were not covered by insurance because they were not necessarily approved methods that were um, used or considered um, peer reviewed, I guess, or that kind of thing by uh, the different entities that license LPCs and things along those lines. And, and I was going, but I know it worked for me. And I know that there are studies out there that demonstrate that um, some of these holistic modalities do work. So what can I do to perpetuate and just really offer an alternative to therapy. Okay. And that, and it came, eventually it just came the idea. I go, oh my gosh, I can use many of the same modalities. Simply state, I am not a therapist. I am not licensed. I am a therapeutic coach. So I'm going to use many of the same modalities that you might, Steve, except I'm going to incorporate a lot of the meditations. I'm going to, the salt floats, the um, massages and, and things are Reiki. Like I'm a, um, a master Reiki practitioner. And so I use energy therapies and things like that to assist my clients to achieve their various forms of, I want to say goals, but that that's really, it's, it's more than just it's their objectives. What do they want out of their life? What do they want to overcome? What do they want to master? And, and so that's where this idea came up and, and what will happen even in my coaching business, if it is something that is out of my range uh, or scope of being able to address, then I'm going to refer them out to somebody that may have more experience or access within the field of, let's say, if you need a, a prescription or something like that, I'm going to send you to my, you know, who I recommend over here uh, to use those for those modalities. But it's just a, it's just a different way. And then I was in law enforcement for in the uh, various fields for about 13 years. And I discovered that being a first responder, that there is a lot of hesitancy to go in and actually see a therapist. And I know, and I also knew this from very, uh, quite a few of my veteran friends, because there was criticisms and oftentimes 
um, negative associations or connotations. Um, if you went in to see an actual licensed therapist or a social worker tends to work more with the veterans. And, and I wanted to in, ha, offer a, a means for them to come in and get the help and have, hold a space for what they're going through that wouldn't be as threatening. And, and, and that just gives them, I kind of see myself as acting as a medium uh, space <laughs> between potential clients over here that have these needs that they're wanting to address and over here, getting them to trust, hold a space for trust for those that do what you do, Steve, and as a therapist. You know, it's, it's amazing what we think about based upon false information that's out there. Yes. that it hinders people from growing. I understand the salt world. I guess you could say I was assaulted with my first practice of going into a salt tank, H2 Oasis here in town. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it reduced anxiety, being able to kind of float in a salt tank. And that was the best sleep I've ever received that night when I got home. So it works. Yes, it does. <laughs> so it's not this hocus pocus mojo stuff that we do. It's just understanding the pathways of what helps us. Yes. Yes. And, and I will say from a, a therapeutic coach perspective, I use modalities that have been researched. It's I'm not just throwing things out there that are um, that might be considered a little woo woo. Okay. There are studies, peer reviewed journals that have studied the different modalities that I use. So it actually works. Will it work for every person? No, but nor do all medications work for every single individual that takes them. I know I took thyroid medication and, and look what I look at that beautiful adversity I got to grow from. And, um, and so it's again, and, and let me go ahead and state this, that I am a therapeutic coach that has my own therapist. You're a therapist and I'm going to bet hands down that you have your own therapist. And um, we, it's, it, there is no shame and going to see somebody to help us process what we are experiencing. In fact, I think it's one of the most bravest steps an individual can take. It is very common when I have a new client come in to, that's one of the first things I'll say to them. I want to offer my gratitude for your bravery to walk in through my door. You are setting here because you have chosen you. Hands down. Totally agree. And you know, that when I was going through my cancer stage, uh, fortunately, it's been eradicated, no chance of coming back. Unless you kill me, or I walk in front of a bus, I have a long chance to live. But you're right, I had to have somebody to talk to because of the traumatic experience that I was going through at that time. Because 34% chance of living by 2021. Who wants to hear that? And I had to find some way of Friends were there, okay, but it took a therapist to high. Uh, it took a therapist to try to help me to go through that process, and I don't think I'm weak. Yeah, and when you go through recognizing I need help, that's where the strength is. The weakness comes from when we don't talk about things. And we have to talk because our brain is constantly processing. 
And some people have this, what I call monkey brain, because it's constantly chattering. All the time. And it's hard to get rid of sometimes. But whether you're, you know, a therapeutic coach or a licensed professional, the ultimate go is to help you to be a better you. Well, and think about it, Steve, from this perspective, if we want to learn about about finances, we're going to go to a financial advisor. If we have an ailment in our body, we're probably going to go see a a physician. Um, If we want to learn how to play baseball, we're going to go see somebody that coaches baseball. So whatever it may be, you're looking for somebody that has the skill sets and expertise, the knowledge to be able to help you succeed in the area of interest that you're approaching. And that's the way I see coaching and therapy is that all they're doing is coming in. They're saying, Hey, you have more skills, expertise, and experience in this field. Will you kind of mentor me? Okay. Or hold a space for me while I approach this subject, this, this trauma, or this, this question that I have in life, or this area of growth I want to experience. Can you do that for, with me, not for me? Cause I, I don't know about you. I don't do the work for the individuals. Right. I will, I will hold a space for you all day long and I will help guide you along the way, but ultimately they come up with the answers and they're the ones that has to take the actions. And, um, and so that's really just, just understanding that that's what we do. We're kind of the mentors in those fields. You know, it's to me, it's what we have been through that helps us to be the better coach or therapist. Yes. Because of our own actions. And in the military, we would always say uh, officers who went from green to gold. Green means that we were non commissioned officers. The gold is the brass. It's the officers that gave the orders, but it's the ones who went from green to gold. In other words, they were enlisted for five, six years, understood the ways of the military, decided to go back into military school to become an officer. When somebody has empathy that can understand where you've been makes the best person to be able to have a therapeutic viewpoint. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. But we have to be willing to work with that mistrust, work with the understanding of rejection, because sometimes that gets projected onto you and I when we're working with people. Mm-hmm. And it's helping them to process that we're not here to hurt you. We are here to help uh, develop you, to help you to grow as a person, but you have to be willing to take the hurt with a positive. So in my practice, what I try to do is what I call parallel therapy, because you have to know who you are as a person. And a lot of people who come into my practice, they don't know who they are. So I parallel it with helping them to understand who they are. And then at the same time, pulling the junk that has hold them back. Mm -hmm. So it's placing the negative with a positive. 
and helping them grow as a person and understanding we're going to have some pain. There are things that you're not going to like in therapy, but it's okay because that is a sign of growth. Well, and one of the things that I love about this is that, and, and we've talked about that in the last episode, is just the understanding that pain is necessary. Mm. There is, uh, it is part of our life experience. If you have a wound that has gotten festered, it's scarred over even, it's got a layer of scab on top, but underneath that scab, um, it is it is festering and blistering and you're starting to see the red lines go across the skin. There's an infection there. It is super, super uncomfortable to go in and have to lance it. Oh, you know, you open it up, you got to clean it. Nothing about that goes, ooh, party time. Okay, this is awesome. Um, what it is, is an opportunity to get that wound in, in a place where it is able to begin to self heal. And, and so oftentimes in therapy or even with therapeutic coaching, that what ends up happening is that we are, we are opening those wounds, but it's for the sole purpose of being able to allow the individual to begin to heal themselves. And, um, it's, it doesn't always have to be painful. I, I honestly think a lot of the pain comes from the resistance of wanting to make the changes that need to be, be made. Um, um, but it, even if it is, you're still in an environment where you are safe. We're going to hold a space for you while you go on this healing journey. And, um, and it's okay. And, and, you know, I don't use the word, okay, as much as, as you do, I, li I like to use the word you're safe. You're, you are perfectly safe here, whatever you're feeling, experiencing, sensing, tasting, seeing right now, you are in a space of safety and, um, and I'm going to be right here, not going anywhere. Okay. I like to think of it as giving that person permission to know mm. they're okay. Yes. Because we don't give ourselves permission to be okay. And, you know, we have to look at how can we be safe in the moment and be okay that what we struggle through is normal. We just experience different seasons and different ways of experiencing what we went through. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you talked about being a best international uh, author Yes. Talk a little bit about, did the book help you to heal? What, I mean, exciting to be an author here. Okay. I'm going to be honest. When I was approached uh, with this opportunity um, from the publishing company, I, I have to tell you, Misty just surprised me so much. Um, she's the uh, publisher and I had had this dream that I was going to eventually write books. But the thing was, is that after one of the things that had not built up yet within me was this confidence to go do it after the mm. stroke pre-stroke. I, I, I was the person that the grad students would come to and critique their papers. You know, I was just on point. Okay. Afterwards, different story. I had to learn that, uh, how to read all over again. So the idea of reading and writing and being able to remember what I had written and write, written and was trying to read was out of my scope of uh, what I thought was ability to do it. And, so, but what has happened uh, is by being able to be a part of this project and the writing coach, the team, the, the individuals that were involved in this first book, 
it allowed me to express just a piece of my life, a piece of my wisdom. I'm not trying to write everything. And, and the most phenomenal thing happened when that, when that book, y'all will hear me say when that sucker hit, okay, that's a Southern term. When that sucker hit international best-selling and, and so many different categories, something in me was so humbled and, and it took me to a place of understanding my capabilities and my ability, my own abilities that I, I wasn't yet ready to embrace. And I wouldn't have, had I not taken this step to do this project. So I am just hands down an encourager. If you have on your list to write a book, write the book. I don't care if it sucks. I don't care if you co-author. I it just do something. There is something miraculous about putting our experiences down on paper and sharing them with somebody else because you learn really, really quickly. One, you are not the only one that has experienced the thing that you think you've experienced. Okay. Number two, you are inspiring others to be brave and take that next step forward to share their stories, whatever they may be. And, um, I think the third thing is just recognizing, uh, no matter what your spiritual beliefs are, that there is a divinity within you that is waiting to use its voice. And when there's an ability, when you put that on paper and you guys can't see me, but I'm sitting here trying to write in the air and, you know, with my imaginary pen and paper here, there is something about giving that deity that is you, that is within you a voice. And it is so incredibly precious. So yeah, that's my story on that. It's just, I am so grateful that I did it the first time I am in the process of the second and there'll be a third. Eventually, maybe I will, you know, write my own story. You know, I hear you're doing the same. Are you getting ready to write a book, Steve? I I am in the process of writing a book based upon just on relationships. I've been on this journey that has awakened me to understand who I am and to love who I am. Mm. I grew up in a military family that was strict and you throw faith-based in there. It doesn't mix very well, but you throw a, a childhood trauma of a deformity that has happened at birth, it didn't help my situation. And as I grew and grew and grew, it helped me to open my eyes to where my hurt was coming from. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to accept a rejection from your parent. And learning that how a parent rejects their child because of a deformity was eye-opening experience for me. Yes, it's hurtful, but I look at where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so I'm halfway through my doctoral program. I'm excited about getting my doctorate's degree and writing not just one, but several books. And it's learning how to be okay with you, despite the adversity that you've been through. And we want to, um, it's funny because you look at our government, they are preparing to wipe away 
military bases with Confederate soldiers that were on these bases. Look, I don't know about you, but I think we moved past history. When we try to erase history, we forget where we've been. And it opens the door for that hurt to come back in again because we're not remembering. I, I don't like pain, but at the same time, what if, like you said, we use it as a teacher, as a friend, and look at how much we can open up and blossom. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be here doing practice on my own and helping all kinds of people with all kinds of walks of life. It's learning how do we deal with our thoughts and not being afraid of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you writing your book, you're trying to do a whole bunch of other things and, and coaching. I mean, this is a journey and a pathway for you. Yes, it is. And I think you and I have tried to figure out how in the world did you and I meet? <laughs> we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> you know, I know we're good Facebook friends. I saw that you were doing coaching. You wrote a book. I'm like, <laughs> I got to get you. <laughs> So that we can talk and, and bring about a plethora of information to help other people to heal and to understanding what healing is about. And I, and I love that. I love that so much, Steve, because if we think about it, healing is actually two parts because we, we have the healing that we're wanting to assist others with, but we also are understanding that part of that journey is as we walk with others, we are healing ourselves. Mm. And, um, there, there is, I can say this hands down. I love this so much. I have yet to have a client that I didn't grow from that something about their experience helped me heal in an area that I needed to heal. And sometimes I didn't even know it was there. Sometimes it just, it, those little shadows will pop up and go, Hey, and I'm just like, mm, okay. Didn't know you were there, but, uh, we're not tucking you down right now. And, um, the, I think this is one of the, the reasons why I have so much gratitude for doing what we do is because oftentimes my clients' experiences, their traumas, their, their triumphs, their, um, their test, their, I just, it becomes an element that, that shines a little bit of light of how much deeper I need to go into my own work. And I'm so full of gratitude for them because of that. Sure. And so anyway, it's, it's as I guess what I'm trying to say is that, uh, that, that idea, um, the gift of trying to assist others to go through their own healing, just to be aware that we are still going through our own. Um, we are not perfect or perfected yet, yet we are perfectly in a space for holding spaces for others. And, and it's just as we're going through our own work and it's so beautiful. It's just beautiful. Totally agree. We just have to have our eyes open sometimes and realize from this fog that we've been through, there's a brighter light on the other side. Yes. There and is. it's taken that initial step to go there. Julie, it's been a pleasure today and just talking back and forth next week. Um, 
we're going to come back together again and continue this. I, I'm glad to have Julia as a co-host here and looking forward to helping the community learning how to heal. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, be safe and Thank you guys. be kind. Always. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind. Thank you.